Hello, hello, and welcome to the You Do You Hum podcast, a place to provide you with motivation, direction, and for me to be your very own cheerleader. If you are looking to move from where you are now to where you need to be, keep listening because I am going to share with you the tips and tricks that I've learned along the way from my 10 years experience in mental health. This podcast is sponsored by my goddamn self. So if you are looking for home scents and affordable fragrances, look for Splendid Bliss on Facebook or Instagram. But for now, let the podcast begin. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of You Do You, Hunt. I hope you're well. I hope you've had a fantastic week. I am recording this on a Tuesday. Who the hell do I think I am? Talk about being organised. My parents are downstairs with Anderson. They've told me to come up here and get organised. So I'm like, right, I've got time to do stuff. So let's get stuff done. I've already recorded another podcast episode with the lovely Megan the Midwife. So watch out for that. I don't know if this is going to become before this episode or after the episode, but either way, have a look because it's so such a good episode and I'm really really excited to share that with you but today today's episode I wanted to talk to you about is about struggling to communicate because it can be really hard to talk about how you feel and especially if you're in a lot of distress right now or you're feeling very impacted by your mental health it can be one of the most difficult things to turn around and say to somebody I'm not doing okay I need support you know my mind is is it right? I've got these scary thoughts, whatever it might be. It can be really, really difficult. Okay. And the reason why it can be difficult is because we feel worried about upsetting people. Perhaps we feel nervous about what people think. We're scared about judgment. We're worried it might affect our relationships. We're worried that after telling people something about ourselves and being really vulnerable, we're left quite open and quite exposed. And a lot of people do not want to feel like that. But I'm here to tell you that it's okay if you're not okay. You know, you're not alone in this. You're not the only person in the world right now that isn't feeling great, that isn't doing well. Unfortunately, there's a lot of us. But if there's a lot of us, that means that we're all in this together. Okay. But what I wanted to talk to you about today is is what can you do if you feel you can't communicate with your feelings? But why is that? Is it because it's a tough topic? Is it because of attachment issues in your, your previous, your childhood, you know, didn't have a really established, secure attachment with your parents? Is it because it goes against what you believe? You know, you have ex- expectations that if you spoke about how you felt, you might look weak or, or you might look vulnerable when actually that's okay. Or perhaps it's your personality in general. You feel just generally uncomfortable talking about yourself. It's not really the status quo. It's not really what you are um passionate about or it's not a part of you now think about that when you when it does come to talking to people about how you feel let me ask you this why can't you why can't you talk to people about how you feel what is the reason behind this have a think about it I want you to just sit with them questions for a moment why can't you talk to people about how you feel what's the reasons? If I think about my journey, I wasn't talking to people about how I felt for a very long time. And for me, I was always the person that helped everyone else, not the other way around. My identity was the helper, not the receiver. I didn't want to burden anyone. You know, my my parents, well, my mum especially was going through grief with her mum. And I didn't want to upset her. She was already feeling really upset. Many reasons why I didn't speak about how I felt for quite a long time. I felt I could just get on with it. How many of us say, oh, it'd be all right, I'll just get on with it. And we bottle it and bottle it and bottle it. And it gets to the stage where it gets too much. You know, that that bottle top is going to crack, it's going to burst. So thinking about that, sorry, bear with me, Anderson's crying, I won't be a minute. 
Hello everyone. So that took longer than expected. It took weeks, not um minutes to solve that one. No, honestly. So I went down. Um I think he needed a bit of uh support or guidance or just love, basically. And then I couldn't come back to this. So I am actually recording this weeks later. So let's finish this pod because this one is very, very interesting. So it might be that the reason that you are not able to open up to somebody or um able to speak about how you feel because you don't really know where to go to next with that. You don't really know who to speak to. You know, is there a trusted family member? Is there a friend? Is there a professional? You know, there's no right or wrong way to do this. As long as you speak to someone, as long as you communicate how you're feeling, that's the aim of the game here. We want you to feel relief. We want you to feel, I guess, you know, validated for your experiences. So it might be a case that, you know, we need to open up to someone around you. Um, Side note, Anderson is with me, by the way. He is uh, on his baby gym. He might be a little bit active. If he is, I do apologise. Hopefully he can still hear me. But let's work with it. Let's work. Um, But essentially, when it comes to us speaking about our feelings and a lot of the time when it comes to speaking about our family or friends, we often worry that we're going to be a burden to them and we often think that we're going to upset them. But, you know, in my experience, there's nothing that has truly upset me. But what upsets me more is if somebody feels they can't speak to me, or someone feels that they they have to deal with this alone. You know, I'm sure a lot of people would agree that's more upsetting that someone felt that they had to deal with this on their own. We don't want that, you know, sharing is caring and we're family for a reason. And, you know, friends are your chosen family, aren't they? So I'm sure that the people around you would prefer to know what is going on for you instead of you dealing with that yourself. So firstly, it's about thinking about, well, who do I open up about my experiences and who do I speak to and, and what are they going to do with that information? And it might be a case of saying, look, I want to talk to you, but I want to keep it between us or, you know, whatever you feel you need, you might want to start the conversation with, look, I, I want to talk to you about this, but I don't need you to find a solution. I just want you to listen. Or it might be a case that actually family or friends are too close. It might be professionals. It might be Samaritans. It might be a helpline. It might be a drop-in centre. You know, whatever it is, get it out. And next, what you really need to think about is what kind of communication suits you. You know, would you prefer face-to-face? Would you prefer text? Would you prefer speaking to somebody on the phone, for instance? And what you can do if you want to prepare yourself for this is practice what you want to say. What do you want to get across in this conversation? You know, you can do it in front of the mirror. You can just do it in your head. You can write it down. And I think this is really, really important when it comes to speaking to people and and, and to getting out your feelings is asking for what you need. You know, what do you need from someone? And why I think this is quite helpful is because a lot of the time people that are speaking to you, they want to know how to help. And sometimes they just don't ask that question. And that's a question you want to hear. You want to, you know, what you want to hear is how can I help you? But a lot of the time people don't know to ask that question but they're stuck so they then start saying things well at least this is going well or at least you've got this and they try and look on the positives of things when actually all you need is a little cry a little hug or you need someone to tell you that you know things are going to get better you're going to move through this you're strong so ask what you need to say what I really need right now is some support or some guidance or you know I need to I need to think this through or is there another way to think about this you know say for what you need so it might be you know could you help me make a doctor's appointment or could you be with me when I when I go um, when I call a helpline or can you help me find therapy you know the internet's confusing um it might be someone says to you can I have 
like some self-care like you know if it's a family member or like your partner and you've got children it might be look I just need an hour like I'm just wiped I I need an hour to myself like you know every night or you know several times a week just for me to kind of recuperate breathe you know energize yourself you know just ask for what you need and people will give it to you because sometimes well a lot of the time I do think people expect people around them to be a mind reader and they go well they know how I am they know how I'm doing because they can see it unfortunately not a lot of people are very in tune and are mindful and are very in the moment so because they're not in the moment they might not be picking up on the signs and symptoms of you and and how you're not doing well um you know to put it bluntly like in, in peaks of my crisis when I was in crisis and you know I wanted to end my life I was still working I was still doing A-levels I was going into six women every day so on the outside people might think well Laura's winning Laura's got a great life and I was still going to parties but what you didn't see was me shaking into a room uh, shaking when I was walking into a room or you know going to a party but leaving like half an hour later because I was too anxious or um you know me being withdrawn but I think you'd start to notice as time goes on so sometimes people aren't very good at recognizing signs so because of that um it's difficult to think that that a lot of people might pick up on it okay so sometimes it might be a case of you speaking about how you feel because you are deserving of it and because people around you do care about you they do love you and they and they and they need the opportunity to be able to support you do we agree with that so practice what you need to say ask for what you need okay however there might be a time where you do not want to talk to anybody about how you feel and that is completely within your right okay I'm not saying that just because you speak to someone that's going to change your life and make everything magical okay I recognize that there are people in your life that aren't good to you and I can also recognize that there are times where you don't want to speak about things that are going on for you because it might make you feel worse talking okay so you can express your feelings in another way firstly journaling there is so much research to say that journaling is a really really good um thing for you to do okay it can help reduce stress it can help you get out your feelings um and it can really give you that space where you can kind of i guess take a step back and look where you're at and kind of understand where am I going? Why do I feel like this suddenly? Okay. Um, so journaling has definitely been shown to decrease mental distress. So in a study, researchers found that those with various medical conditions and anxiety who wrote online for 15 minutes, three days a week over a 12 week period had increased feelings of well-being and fewer depressive symptoms after one month, one month. So if you haven't used journaling before, if you haven't like put pen to paper and write out your thoughts and feelings, give it a go. You know, I used to, I've started writing di- uh, diaries from about eight years old to about 22. And I don't think I've done it since, but a long time and many, many books of feelings and thoughts. But it really does help for you to rate your day, to realize that you're doing well, that you're moving forward and, you know, you're working as hard as you can. So try journaling. And if you do journal, let me know what it does for you. What about drawing? Okay, you know, a lot of people don't think about drawing when it comes to expressing your thoughts and feelings. You know, drawing can boost creativity. You know, it's a fantastic way to reduce your stress and your anxiety. It can be a really good stress reliever. It improves your concentration. It enhances your memory. 
it can provide you with a sense of achievement once you've completed it and um, it can help you express yourself and it can also promote mindfulness because you're drawing on something and you're really kind of um focusing on that okay so it could be that drawing could be for you so if you're somebody that used to draw and you haven't done it in a in a while go back to it you know you did it before for a reason it made you feel good go back to that and see how it feels um next music music is such a good way to express your feelings because we can all resonate with emotion and pain and when we find uh, a music or a song that resonates with us it can feel very validating okay a lot of us we find songs that resonate with us you know it does help release and express our emotions you know for me you know when I was in a really dark place I'd listen to really dark music you know I was listening to like um oh god let me try and think of the music i was listening to but like some people won't agree this is dark but like green day and um all like indie rock um screaming songs i think it's like three days grace or something like that um you meet is it you meet at six you meet at six and this is a long time ago everyone a long time ago um but any song that would talk about pain and anguish and hurt and all of this that's what I'd listen to because that really resonated with me but actually on hindsight what I should have done is done the opposite um but having a space where you can release your emotions is a really really good thing so find that music you know cry your heart out if that's what you've got to do or express yourself you're feeling angry listen to really angry music you know I guess like bang your head not bang your head but like what do they say where you're like you're rocking like you're banging your head what's that called I don't know but I'm sure you're you're screaming at me to say the right thing sorry next engage in exercise you know I found that when I'm feeling quite angry exercise can be really good especially like getting on a spin bike or going to the gym and you know being really angry on the cross trader because it's something right it's a form of expression I think a lot of people shy away from anger and, and like they, they as if like anger's a bad thing but we all feel angry for a reason and it isn't a bad thing to express anger as long as it's done safely and it doesn't hurt you or anyone else what's the problem so you know engage in exercise angrily or go to a rage room they're becoming increasingly popular aren't they where you go into a room and just smash stuff up because a lot of people have a lot of anger because life can be hard or people are hard or situations are difficult so it's something to think about isn't it you know what is it that you need and do it and and don't feel that you're silly or you know you haven't got time you need to make time because you shouldn't feel distressed you know you shouldn't keep feeling these feelings that you're feeling well keep feeling these feelings that you're feeling but you shouldn't because how long do you go you know I think that we've seen a lot in the news recently and oh my goodness like so absolutely gutted that Chandler from Friends has passed away okay so devastated that Matthew Perry is no longer with us okay and it's so sad isn't it whenever there's a death and things you it really just makes you look back and really reflect and really makes you realize how important life is and to really make the most of every single moment that you have because you just don't know do you and when you hear you know there's so much sadness and upset going around the world how long do you keep that upset for you you know how long do you feel these feelings like how long are you gonna waste time for and 
you know, if someone told me that at the time, I was like, I'm not wasting time. Like, I'm bloody struggling. Like, I'm trying my hardest. So I hear you. But we've got to take the steps forward. We've got to take them steps forward. So essentially, how do we express ourselves? So first, we need to think about who we're going to speak to. You know, how are we going to speak to them? You know, take that deep breath. What communication do you need? Is it a phone call, a text, a face-to-face? Are you going to practice what you need to say? Are you going to tell them what you need? But then if you can't express, let's express them in different ways. Journal, draw, exercise. Um, and don't forget to use music. You know, find a playlist that resonates with you. But I would also say, you know, allow that for a little bit that resonates with you, but then find the opposite. You know, if you're feeling really sad, listen to sad songs, of course. But then allow yourself to listen to happy songs to get yourselves out of the sadness. So that's all from me. Thank you for listening as always. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Laura Burke Training and Consultancy. That's right, my mental health training company. So if your company needs mental health first aid or workshops around mental health, I'm your girl. I am here to provide tools and techniques to staff to help them improve their mental health. So if you'd like to find out more, go to www.lauraburke.co.uk. Thank you.